Hey, Howard Jacobson here. Welcome to today's Plant Yourself podcast. A quick reminder, this podcast is free for everyone and supported by patrons. So if you would like to find out about becoming a patron of the show and helping us out, helping defray the cost, helping to spread the message, you can do so at plantyourself.com slash gift. Thanks so much and enjoy today's episode. This is the Plant Yourself Podcast. I'm Howard Jacobson of Plant Yourself, Well Start Health and Sick to Fit. This podcast is part of my mission to help you live a brave and brilliant life. So today's episode is very different from anything I've done before. It's a recording of a coaching session that I held with Ian Lawton. Actually, it is the entire podcast that Ian produced. Ian Lawton is the creator of the Workshed podcast. He has an amazing story, which he will get into as you hear the coaching conversation. He's going to be a guest on this podcast. It'll probably air in May. And Ian reached out to me when I, in December I offered 12 free half hour coaching sessions and he jumped on it and we got on the call. He asked if he could record it and share it with his listeners of his podcast. And I thought, well, that's a brave thing to do, because in coaching, we often get vulnerable. We go deep. And the nature of coaching is that someone's got a problem or a struggle or an issue that they want some help solving and sharing that publicly can be a scary thing to do. But uh, when I went and started listening to Ian's podcast, The Workshed, I discovered how vulnerable indeed he makes himself and what a gift that is for his listeners. Just uh, cliff notes. He used to weigh about um, 350 pounds, as he says in this episode, you know, fat guys don't get on scale. So he doesn't actually know what the accurate number was. But he started running, started eating plant based, lost a lot of weight and started running marathons. And we spoke shortly after he had just run three marathons in the month of December 2019. And I'm sharing the episode in its entirety for a couple of reasons. One is I want to encourage you to support Ian and his work and go and subscribe to the Workshed podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I think it's well worthwhile. Second thing, a lot of people wonder what coaching is and what it looks like and what happens during a coaching session. And obviously, when I'm working with clients, I can't really share that. So I've done a few demo sessions, but nothing ever went this deep and achieved the kind of this level of resolution. And so I wanted you to hear what a really successful, interesting coaching session can sound like. And when my son listened to it and he's, you know, 20, he's not really interested in listening to me talk about much of anything. But he said, boy, this is really gripping. This is like a great story. And a good coaching session is a great story, both for the coachee and for the coach and now for all of you, the listeners. So we're going to get to that in a second. Um, only thing I want to add is so I do offer coaching for individuals. It's part of the way I make my living, as, as Ian says, this is my day job. And I will not be taking any new clients until April 2020. So if you're interested, you can go to plantyourself.com slash laser, you can sign up and that will put you on a wait list that I will then open up in April. And the clock doesn't start ticking on your one year until after our first session, our 30 minute session. So uh, if you are interested in working with me after listening to this, that's the way you do it. Plantyourself.com slash laser. So uh, without further ado, here is Ian Lawton, episode 50 of the Workshed podcast being coached by me. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by runningforhank.com. Visit runningforhank.com and find out how you can help me support an incredibly worthy charity. Hello, my name is Ian Lawton and welcome to The Workshed. Howard Jacobson. No, not that Howard Jacobson. Howard Jacobson, PhD. Big difference between that other Howard Jacobson. Yeah, this is not uh, what you'd expect from a podcast episode. This is, in fact, an actual one-on-one -on -one coaching 
consultation that I had earlier this month with Howard Jacobson, PhD. Who's Howard Jacobson, PhD? I hear you cry. Well, listen, have you ever heard of the book Proteinaholic by Garth Davis? Howard co-wrote that with Garth. Have you ever heard the book Whole? by T. Colin Campbell, PhD, the follow-up to uh, the China study, that incredible, groundbreaking work, Howard co-wrote whole. And he also co-wrote a book called Sick to Fit with uh, Josh Lajani and uh, another one with Colin T. Campbell called The Low Carb Fraud. He's the host of the Plant Yourself podcast. He's also a health coach. What does he do? He, 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 he put out, like, after Christmas, I think it was, he just said, look, 12, 12 lucky people, whatever, respond to this, and I'll give you a free 30-minute consultation. So I jumped on that. I jumped at the opportunity to speak to someone who was uh, not only a health coach, um, but a behavioral scientist, an advocate, and a proponent of the plant-based way of living. And I jumped at the opportunity. I was lucky enough to uh, to be accepted. And Howard was generous enough to give me permission to to share this uh, with you guys listening to the Workshed podcast. As you know, if you've been following this uh, this podcast, for the most part, it, it, I've been quite transparent and open about my sort of personal lifestyle change and grabbing life by the nads and being determined to live. So this obviously is, is a personal one-on-one uh, consultation, a health coach consultation with Howard. So it's not an interview. If you're if you're tuning in, you see Howard Jacobson, PhD in the in the title, and you're thinking, oh, I like Howie. I think I'll uh, I'll listen to this. Remember that this is how one of his coaching sessions go. I don't know if this is representative of of, of how he gets on with everyone else, but for for me, it was it was uh, it was quite profound and and cathartic i guess in a way because uh because of the fact that i've i've kind of hit a plateau in my in my sort of health gain journey i refuse to say weight loss but I, in my health gain journey i've kind of reached a plateau and was kind of concerned about me i was concerned about because i know i'm i i know who i am i'm very intimate with who the person i am and how i have in the past allowed myself to cheat myself i recognize the patterns i can see them sneaking up and was quite concerned about the fact that i've signed up for my very first ultra marathon this coming april and was basically terrified of sliding back into old habits watching the i guess the sliding weight uh gauge going going back up um because it has it has gone back up i have put on uh, a few extra pounds despite the fact that i ran three marathons in a month there um in december i i'm putting weight back on my wife has sort of said maybe maybe it's muscle i don't know what if there's any truth in 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 that but yeah there's things that are hard on my body that used to be quite soft and and places that i never thought existed have become quite solid (laughs) 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 to be very open and transparent and open about my personal life right now yes there are areas of my body that are much harder than they used to be (laughs) So yeah, without further ado, um, this is ver- this is quite a short uh, short conversation. He had, he had a thirty minute slots, so uh, let's just uh, cut straight to that uh, that not a conversation, this coaching session with Howard Jacobson. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How do you usually go about these coaching sessions? Well, usually I say, so tell me a little bit about what's going on, right. where you are now, and where, where you'd like to get to. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, a formerly morbidly obese man, um, I started my weight loss journey back in May 2018, mm-hmm. so quite recent. Um, I was over 350 pounds thereabouts. Fat guys don't weigh themselves, so... That's the sort of round figure I arrived at. Uh, Three fifty sounded about right. It could have been more. Could very easily have been more. But uh, as you know, fat guys don't stand on weighing scales. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, followed uh, whole food plant based protocol. Um, I tried to extrapolate as much as I could from Pendulette's book using sort of Ray Cronice's technique. 
um, with the medic metabolic winter, hypo- winter hypothesis and uh, started using um, cold showers, uh, whole food plant-based, uh, did the two weeks of potatoes only, oh, the whole thing. It was after Kevin Smith had his heart attack and it may- he's the same age as myself, so it made me take a long, hard look at what I was doing with my life and where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to keep this brief because I know we have only 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, So, yeah, in less than a year... I dropped over 150 pounds. Okay. Um, which Congratulations. Is, thank you, which is delighting. Um, so I'm no longer for, uh, morbidly obese, um, no longer pre-diabetic, no longer hypertension. Everything's brilliant now. And I've taken to running. Running is where I'm at now. I ran five marathons last year. I started running only a year ago and ran five marathons. Um, in the last year. I ran my first marathon a year after I sat down to my first potato. So I went from morbidly obese to marathon in in a year. So I was very delighted with that. Then came December, which was my first anniversary from when I started running. Um, I ran three marathons that month. Okay. So I've become a bit obsessed with the running bug. Um, okay. So where 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 are you now, and what's the gap between where you are and where you'd like to be? Right. Well, where where I am now is I have I feel I've plateaued, Howard. I feel like I've plateaued, and I'm 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 still overweight. I've gotten down from morbidly obese. I had my my BMI was in the mid forties. I'm now just floating at. 26, 27 of a BMI, which 25 would, or lower would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, I've put on a little, a little bit of weight. I did go down to 198, which was the lowest I'd got to. I'm now floating around 207 pounds. Okay. So it would be nice to get sub 190 by April because in April I run my first ultra marathon. Okay. So, so lose about 20 pounds ish. Roughly, yeah, around that ballpark, um, yeah. So what um, what makes you think that that's the right number? Like if we if we if we leave BMI and calculations sure, and sure. externalities out of it, what in your body says this would be where I want to be? I guess because I, I it was never my intention to embrace athletics. It was never my intention to be a runner. It was just to lose weight. Running was just my reward for for losing weight. But now that I've gotten into it and now I've set myself this target of an ultra marathon I want to be more athletically fit rather than just have lost weight and feel good about myself now I want to just sort of dial it in if you know what I mean mm-hmm. I want to just sort of get the physique of an athlete almost even though I'm 48 years of age you know um, I, I don't think it's it's um, I don't think it's unattainable it's it's a goal I've set myself because running has become part of a recovery from the bereavement of losing my son. There's a whole mm. long, long-winded story behind this. Um, so running has really helped me with my mental well-being first and foremost. But now I just, I, I have ambitions to be more of an athlete. I've never been an athlete. Uh, back when I was 18, mm. I guess, was the last time I, I did anything like this. So that's uh, so I'm 30 cur- years I'm cur- Yeah, I'm curious... When you st- like, if you have specific moments when you felt that awakening of a desire to be an athlete, was it mm. at a point in a race? Was it when you were, you know, shopping for singlets? Like, was there a <laughs> moment or two that you can think where you you started feeling this new identity calling you? I think it was during. Um the third marathon I did last month in December, sorry, the month before last, in December. I ran a marathon, my third marathon in December on New Year's Eve. I wanted to finish the year doing a marathon. And having done a marathon two weeks prior to that, and then my first official marathon two weeks prior to that, the third one was really tough. Like, in- incredibly tough. And it, it, it actually took, took me aback at how tough it was. And I figured that I am actually not mentally. I'm in the condition I want to. I, I mentally I want to do this, but physically I'm just not catching up to my where I want to be mentally. And it was during that race where I thought, if I want to take this seriously, if I want to be a runner and particularly an endurance runner and a long distance runner, I need to take. I need to be more athletic, basically. Um, 
because I'm 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 still overweight. I'm still carrying extra pounds that are causing me problems because I've I'm keep getting this re- repeated injury okay. uh, in my in my Achilles. And I know if I was lighter, I, I, I it probably wouldn't be so recurring. And uh, so okay. that, that's part of the reasoning, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, so do you feel like you know what to do like if you if we if we could just you know punch in a computer code <laughs> and 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 you would simply follow it automatically mm. like would you know what to do to to get that 20 pounds off or is it a little bit like look i'm running i'm eating really well and I, it's a mystery i i to be honest i think because i started running i'm probably justifying being more relaxed in my discipline with food. Um, Like going whole food plant-based, I was incredibly disciplined. But I think over the Christmas period, the holidays period, and Veganuary, which just occurred, my my kid participated in Veganuary. He's been vegetarian for over a year, and he's now gone vegan. So there's a lot of... um, a lot of junk food, vegan junk food is coming in and I'm probably getting relaxed when I come in after a run Okay, and I open the fridge and there's this uh, junk, so, junky shite yeah. in the fridge and, and it's yeah. it's too too tempting not to. So I guess, that, you know. Okay, yeah. so, so you said probably. Mm. So when I hear the word probably, my bull- my bullshit detector goes off. Yeah. So can you say, can you can you say it? Is it just as true if you say it without the word probably? Yes, of course. So let's hear that. You can see you can see right through me, Howard. Yeah, no, it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I'm being more relaxed. I'm not as disciplined with food, and I am I am succumbing to the temptations of junk. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Okay, so what what have you tried? Um, what have I tried to overcome this? Have you have you tried uh, anything, or are you just simply noticing it? I I guess I'm noticing it, and and I'm aware of it, obviously, because I I I have been morbidly obese in my life. I spent like twenty years building up to being overweight, uh, um, overweight, and then from obesity to morbid obesity. So I know the patterns and I recognize that it's I guess it's happening again and maybe I'm a little bit afraid of slipping back into old habits um okay. so what do you what do you think is the, the the gateway into slipping back into old habits being un being unrelaxed being too strict not being strict enough I think Okay. It was discipline that got me to 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 lose to lose the weight and to okay. get healthy. Uh-huh. And so I, I asked so I, so I asked you what you what you've tried mm. to overcome that. Mm-hmm. And so, so have you tried anything, or are you just simply like at the moment just sort of noticing that you've relaxed your standards? Have I tried to? Other than noticing, I, I guess not. I guess not. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is, go- this is going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so give me an example of where, where your eating has become more relaxed than you want it to be. Uh, I guess when, when you open the fridge and you see... Uh, Vegan mayonnaise, and uh, you see, okay, artificial artificial cheese substitutes that are, you know, and I know I recognise that this the the whole unami salt sugar fat thing that they're designed, you know, in a lab to be delicious, and uh-huh. and again, it's it's always after a run, and and you feel justified because you've been out for ninety minutes. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna point out another linguistic. Uh, thing that I'm noticing. If I said probably again, <laughs> you no, but okay. you keep saying you keep saying you as if you're talking to me, like you know how oh, you look oh, in the okay. fridge, right? And, okay. So, so I'm just I'm just sort of noticing and reflecting mm-hmm. back to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because what I'm what I'm feeling is like you've got the the, the weight of this story mm. of of really doing a remarkable thing that very few people have ever done mm. and being rightfully proud of it. Thank you. And at the, at the same time, it feel it feels to me, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, or argue, or call bullshit, or hang up. No, no. That that you're using that story as like something in the bank. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that's given me pause. Yeah, that like. Mm. So I, yeah, you've really given me pause. You've thrown me off there. Um, no, 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 no. I'm grateful that you've said that. Yeah, no, it's. Oh, it's I, took really, it, I took it as a compliment. You've put you've put a mirror up in front of me. Yeah, um, that tell, I've tell that me I've a- done something that you know that you you just you've just said that many people do not succeed in doing I think I just think I'm terrified that I'll go back that's what I'm scared of that it's yeah that I'll I'll slip back into that slow into that uh, pattern that caused me to be morbidly obese and incredibly depressed because I've, I've always maintained and I've said this I've come to this realize, realization recently that I'm not cured from morbid obesity I feel like I'm in remission that it's this slippery slope is this this danger, and I guess maybe running is is I'm running from that. I think mm-hmm. when I was started when I started running early on, and I was still quite large, I do remember being out in the rain, and an old fella walking his dog noticed me, and he laughed, and he just said, "Ah, who's chasing you?" Mm-hmm. And I laughed it off and carried on running. But as I left him I just thought like who's chasing me and I guess really who's chasing me is myself the morbid of, morbidly obese version of myself I'm still trying to outrun that guy mm-hmm. because I still am that guy essentially I might not look like him anymore or feel like him anymore or do things like him anymore but yeah. I could become well, him again very easily yeah. well so I think you could argue that that's not true and I, and I didn't say that I could argue that's not true. I think you could argue that that's not true. Mm. That it would it would take a gargantuan effort for you to become him again. Right. So I don't. You know. Let's let's hold that thought. Okay. Um, but I, I certainly hear and I heard in your description about you know Kevin Smith and the depression mm. that. That this was it started out as I need to avoid a bad thing. Mm. Well, my father, I nearly lost my father at my age, and mm. and I was I was around, I was early twenties when it happened, and it devastated me right. from a massive coronary, mm-hmm. and that's where I was going. And my kid is only he was ten at the time. I was about to turn ten at the time, and I was like, I can't do that to him. I can't devastate him like that. So I nearly needed to. Mm to really take the bull by the horns and, and rescue myself because I was looking, I was reaching out to people all the time, like the, the likes of David Clark and people like that. I saw him on the Forks Over Knives website and reached out to him going, how the fuck did you do that? Teach me, help me. And this, mm. you know, and it took me years to realize that the only person who's going to save me is me. Right. So I've got to do it. Nobody's going to do it for right. me. So Right. So, so something very important has happened. Mm. in the past couple of months, these three marathons, yeah. that these are the invitation, the way you described it is like, I want to be an athlete now. Yeah. Now, yeah. now you're chasing. You're no, like, this is the shift. Right. And it's, and it's happened in the midst of a lot of physical exertion, so you can miss it mm. mentally and emotionally a little bit or miss the significance of it. That what's happened is you have grown a positive identity of now you're the one chasing rather than you're the one running away from being chased. Hmm. And so the question, like to tell me, um, you say you want to be an athlete. Like, what does that mean to you? Can you give me an example of like a couple of your favorite athletes? I, I don't have any. 
I've never been into sports, Howard. I've, I've, um, I used to play Gaelic football as a child, mm-hmm. um, and and up until about fifteen or sixteen, I quit because I my interests became more into comic books okay. and music and rock and roll and stuff. So I left all that behind. All right, okay. Who do you yeah. who do you uh, look up to as a peak performer in whatever domain? Mm. Musically, oh, musically would be Prince, obviously. Yeah, Prince. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. but in t- the, the, so what I, do you know, what do you know about yeah. Prince's um, approach to de- his his own development? Hard fucking work, doing the work, never stop doing the work. Working is becomes your life. That was what he did. He just he he, he lived and breathed music. Mm-hmm. And he, he never had. It was never a day off. It was never a job. Performing was his 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 time off from work. Almost, you know, mm-hmm. he was always in the studio. He was always recording. That he has the famously he has hundreds of thousands of unreleased hours of work mm-hmm. locked in a vault. You know, he's he's, he's uh-huh. the master. So what 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 about him? What are the values that he? represents to you that you connect with that you either feel like you embody or that you aspire to embody in some degree i've never thought about prince in that regard but that's a good question um i've always seen him as 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 a big brother you know um insofar as that the the philanthropy he he was involved in you know getting involved with charities and mm-hmm. cultivating altruism and compassion uh working with the black lives movement being a a, a, a vegan who who refused to serve meat to uh, in his the performances he put on stuff like that that was just you know mm-hmm. you know to ter- writing slave on his of, face and yeah. you know and, being and a rebel and in terms of his commitment to his craft mm. and to him to himself, is there anything in there that you admire, aspire to, identify with? I did spend a few years um, trying to be a guitar player, and I used to buy all his pe- the pedals that he had and tried to recreate his sound. And once I recreated his sound, mm. I got rid of the pedals. It was like, okay, that's how you do it. I figured that out mm-hmm. and then moved on. I never utilized it in my own um, songwriting or anything like that. I just okay finding out how he got a certain sound and then right. but, but extracting yeah. right extracting yeah. the, the, from the details simply like it seems to me that the way you first described him is his his whole life, mm. the focus that 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 you lit up when you were talking about it mm-hmm. like. In, in in your own life, not about music or guitar sounds, mm. is there anything about that kind of commitment that then spills over into altruism that appeals to you? You're giving me pause again, Howard, because I've never I've never really thought in in how I relate to Prince on that kind of level. Um, I don't know how to answer that. Sorry. Okay. What if what if Prince were your life coach? <laughs> yeah. Right? He's your big brother. Mm-hmm. You've spent a lot of time with him. You you're you're in his head a little bit. What if he were in yours? How how would you come home from a run and think about food if Prince was your coach? Oh, yeah. I yeah. Okay. I would be embarrassed to be to be taking the the vegan mayonnaise and and the fake cheese and 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 just sort of going like, yeah. So what would you do instead? What would you do to and then hold it out? You, know, you have any Prince posters? Sure, I have. I have a framed picture of Prince right there next to me. Okay. So what if what if what if that became your altar and you brought your food and you showed it to the poster of Prince and said, mm. "Here's what I'm going to eat." Right. Because because I am I'm honoring your life. Mm. By embodying your commitment, and in my case, it's this healthy athlete that I want to be because I have a podcast, and people are going to look up to me the way I looked up to Dave Clark, mm. and I want to be—I want to be—I want to give it my all. What would you put on that plate after you come back from a run to to hold up to Prince? I would probably it would probably be a bowl of steamed broccoli with some nutritional nutritional yeast sprinkled on top or something simple and wholesome and and life-giving and not 
not just yeah yeah okay you said probably again no I, that's what I would do that's what I would do because I have done that from time to time I've come home and done that and felt great afterwards I <laughs> felt great because I've had a like I eat it from the pot, the steamed broccoli from the pot. I don't even put it out in the bowl. I just okay. wolf it down because it's it invigorates you. Okay. Whereas that other stuff just really you know, you you're in a funk afterwards from that other stuff. But it's it's it. I guess it's laziness, is it? I don't know. Jesus. You know what? It doesn't matter what it is because mm. because mm. you. I just heard you make a decision to stop doing it. <laughs> this has been. A great conversation. Thank you. So, Fucking hell. Yeah, no, you've you really I could feel the switch click inside my skull. Yeah. What I what I hear is that you know exactly what to do. Mm. You mm. know exactly what your standards are. When's your when's your next uh, opportunity to test this new um, athletic resolve as you know, that food is part of your training? Tomorrow morning when I come home from my run. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to picture yourself coming home from the run. Mm-hmm. Um, open the fridge, mm-hmm. and you're going to see the, the vegan cheese and the mayo. Mm-hmm. And imagine you're standing in front of the fridge. What's in, what's going on inside you? Are there any voices? There there are bound to be habitual noises and impulses to have the other stuff, right? Because we can't just magically wave it away. I guess you kind of say it's just this, just this time, just this time. It's kind of justifying it to yourself, uh-huh. you, you justify cheating yourself. Beautiful. So yeah. you're there. The voice in your head is going to go, Ian. What's the big deal? You've yeah. lost 150 pounds. You ran three marathons in December. Nobody can take that away from you. Mm. You're getting your your family to start eating vegan now. Like, let's not become an asshole about this. Just have a little <laughs> bit of the mayo. Yeah. So what's the answer? The answer is I eat the broccoli. The answer is I put the nooch on top and I eat it from the bowl. And, uh, yeah, maybe a sprinkle of Himalayan rock salt, and that's that's it, and leave it at that and let that fill me up. Okay. Yeah. So so you're going to eat like an athlete. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Right, yeah. you're, you're, right. You've been training like an athlete. Mm. Now, you're, now eating is part of your training because right. you know that food and recovery are as important as the hours you spend on the road. Yes. I think you got this. Yeah, yeah, this has been a real, yeah. I'm very grateful for this conversation exchange, Howard. That was brilliant. Oh. Man, you you just unlocked something in me, man. That was brilliant. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I mean, yeah. I, I, I could see it. We, you know, there's a saying that I love that we, we can't, read our own label because we're inside the bottle ah yeah yeah and but it's very it's very your commitment beyond yourself is very clear Mm. and you brought to me like i am the first thing you said is i now see myself as an athlete so there (laughs) right you just you just have to see yourself as an athlete in front of the fridge too yes yes that is yeah you got this thanks man a pleasure yeah I have one one other question. We've got a couple of minutes left, if that's okay. Just mm-hmm. one question. Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, in terms of the the baggy, flappy skin, mm. which I have in abundance, uh, it flaps around, and it's it again. The more weight I, if I pull it and I stretch it, I'm beginning to see abs. I'm beginning to see the V and stuff. If I pull the skin. Mm-hmm. In my body to see the what, what muscles are starting to uh, to appear underneath. Um, is surgery the only way to get rid of this shite, or am I am I just so am I, I am? Oh, do I have to live with it? You know, I, yeah, I am utterly unqualified to answer that question. Okay. Um, okay. What I will say, what I will say, is this. Um, so, as you know, I've been working with Josh Lajani for almost four years. Sure, and he has discovered that over the years his you know skin is a dynamic living organism mm-hmm. it's a, there's a lot less than you know he still puts on his shirt that he used to wear mm-hmm. there's a lot more loose fabric on the shirt than there is loose skin around his body yeah um, i know people who have had the surgery who for whom it has not gone well 
I'm not into doing the surgery, by the way. That's, you know, I'm yeah. just wondering, is you, there, you is will, there, are there yeah. alternatives? You will, if Josh is any guide, over the yeah. years, it will tighten. Okay. Um, you can have amazing abs underneath it. <laughs> yeah. And this may be the scar that you carry. Yeah. No, I do, so I do in a way, in a, in, a, in, a, in a way, I do see it as a badge of honor. Almost that, you know, it kind of shows the world that, you know, I've, I've been through some shit and I've, this is my, you know, this is, I've lived to tell the tale kind of thing. And I've got this broken <laughs> belly button to prove it, you know? Yeah. There's people who won't believe you, <laughs> right? There's people whose brains can't believe that you weighed 350 or more pounds, <laughs> right? It's, it's just going to, it's going to be a story and you're going to be suspect in their eyes. <laughs> And you lift your shirt, and all of a sudden, you have credibility through the fucking roof. <laughs> right. So however you want to influence the world, mm. that is probably your biggest asset. And that's where the yeah, story can yeah, live. Yeah. The story can live in your belly instead of carrying it around in your head. Yeah. This has been a wonderful chat, man. Thank you. You're very welcome. It was wonderful getting to know you. Yeah, that was brilliant. Does this? I go to this um, fitness um, sort of cross training thing a couple of nights a week for for older older lads like myself. And uh, there was one guy there who, when he found out that I'd lost so much weight, he quit. He we had a chat for about forty five minutes after one of our one of the sessions, and I just told him to stop eating things with a barcode. Told him about the <laughs> whole food plant based, all this kind of stuff, and. Uh, it, he was the only person I ever did that with and pulled up my shirt and showed him because he looked like exactly like what I looked like. Mm. And uh, I could see his eyes and, and he came back to me and he lost 10 pounds in 10 days and he's still going, you know. Yeah. It's it's wonderful to be able to share, you know, this with, with others, you know. Fantastic. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's the other half of what you so admired about Prince. Mm. Right? The... He overflowed, and other people benefited. Yeah. So I've never, never thought of Prince in this in in this uh, in this kind of uh, scenario at all in my life, and uh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Howard. You're so welcome. So that's it for another episode, and that's it for the the session that with, with Howard and Jesus Christ. It's it's been, I think, a week. Yes, it's been exactly a week. This day, this day last week, when I when I recorded that particular coaching session I had with with, with Howard, and yeah, I've knuckled down ever since. It's it's funny how. It's funny how much we can get in our own way by disappearing into our heads and overthinking things. And I guess there's an imposter syndrome thing that comes in. I'm like, who the... I was just, you know, it was starting to get into my head at the fact, the fact that who am I? The audacity for, to think that me of all people could sign up for an ultra marathon and actually successfully complete one. Who the fuck do I think I am to do that? And, and and people do it all the fucking time. I just thought, like, I think what I've gained so much in this past week from having that conversation with Howard was, or that coaching session, I should say, with with Howard, has, has been confidence in following the discipline of what it means to be an athlete. I'm, I know I'm not an athlete. I'm... 48 years of age, I'm overweight and I've been morbidly obese for most, you know, for a long, long fucking time. But if I treat myself as an athlete, if I live the next while, at least up until this ultramount, if I treat myself as an athlete, what's to, what's to stop me from doing that and to put myself into that mindset? I haven't touched any of the, the vegan A's or, or the or the junk, or all the, all the stuff that comes in, the, the potato chips, the crisps, the pretzels, all that stuff that that I was kind of allowing myself to, because, oh yeah, they've got, it's got the vegan label on it, so yeah, I'll indulge. 
and just slipping back into that unhealthy pattern of saturated fat, high cal- d- calorically dense crap that an athlete wouldn't eat. So for right now, until I finish that fucking ultramarathon on the 19th of April, I'm an athlete. I'm going to have the audacity to consider myself an athlete from, from this for this time period in order to be to successfully cross the finish line. I'm not going to I'm not, I'm not out to win, I'm not out to get a good time. I just want to finish. But I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to finish if I if I feel like I'm an imposter. John Joseph, he wrote a book there that I read last year called The PMA Effect. The positive mental attitude, um, which he borrowed a phrase he borrowed from from the bad brains and and sort of like immediately after having that uh, session with with Howard I was thinking of the PMA and I just sort of reconfigurated in my head and and I'm focusing on Pam the positive athletic mentality or positive athletic mindset whatever it is I'm I am Howard has helped me unlock Pam and I'm going to Pam for the next fucking I don't know how many days it is but it's what are we 10 weeks of Pam ahead (laughs) but um, yeah I I recommend look if you're stuck if you're just stuck and you feel like you've plateaued or you're just you're locked in some kind of rut and you you can't see over it talk to someone even if it is talking to a microphone in a room by yourself and then publishing that conversation or publishing that uh, that little bit of verbal diarrhea it gives you an accountability knowing your thoughts are, are public and when you see people are you know and the stats are downloading shit I mean back in in May 2018 when I first started this journey and made it public immediately on the day I fucking started like a fool <laughs> I just opened up my heart to to the world and and it helped it really helped so whether you've got a friend or or someone to confide in or or get in touch with Howard through um I'll I'll leave all the links in in the description of how how to how to get through to him but it's a, it's the well start well start coaching is is where he he offers the, this that particular service with, and um, it blew me away, man. I mean, you heard it. You just you just listened to it. It fucking it blew me away. In so far as that, it, it just it's like he it's like he took my head off my body, lifted it out, and turned it around, and allowed me to look at myself. And what did he say? And that is, is sometimes you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle, you know. <laughs> and sometimes you, you, the only reason you're stuck is because you're in your own way. And I'm really grateful, Howard, if you're listening, I'm really grateful for for the just the simplicity of your words and, and, and just being a good navigator and just grabbing me by the shoulders and pointing me in. Look, that's the direction you want to be in. But you already knew this. And letting me know something I already knew is just, it's, it's, it's that simplicity, that sort of Occam's razor of cutting through the bullshit and, and allowing you to see the forest and the trees, but make sense of it all. Yeah, I've stuck with it and I've lo- I'm locked in now. I'm fucking locked in now. I don't see those things when I open up the refrigerator. I do not see those things as, as a temptation. I just see them as, that, okay, that's the stuff I don't eat. It would be the same if I opened a press and saw a pack of cigarettes. As I don't, that's just something I don't consume. That's I don't smoke, you know. So it's really not difficult. You just—it's a switch that you flick. It's like I—that's something I don't do. I just don't do that. I don't have that. I don't eat that. And eat something else. It's discipline. It's all about discipline. So thanks again, uh, Howard, for your time and for for your help. And I encourage anyone who's who's even considering just teasering, to, you know, with their finger hovering over the mouse button to click and book a session, go for it, do it. You know, it's what, what he did for me. I mean, it may, may sound like nothing to you, but to me it was boom. Yeah, it was brilliant. Really fucking good. Really fucking good. And what's even more 
uh, amazing is that, uh, he, as you know, he's the host of the uh, Plant Yourself podcast. I mean, recently he's talked to uh, Mike, Dr. Michael Greger and people like that, and obviously Garth Davis, who he co-wrote Pro- Proteinaholic with. But I've been, I've been invited to be uh, a guest on the uh, Plant Yourself podcast. So this coming April... Um, I'll be talking to to Howard again for his show. So that's a f- an absolute honor, and I'm very honoured to to participate in, in that and, and and share share my my story and my perspective as a bereaved father with uh, with those out there who might be stuck and if they can help help them become unstuck because you know isn't that what it's all about helping each other out, being kind to ourselves and kind to others is is what it means to be human. It'd be a nice reward uh, to speak with Howard again after I've completed my first ultra marathon. So, oh yes, and don't forget to visit uh, runningforhank.com and help me out raising money for uh, a little lifetime foundation, the charity I've been raising money for with uh, with my running. And for all the other things and stuff, uh, visit workshedpod.com. All right, till next time. Lads and lassies, thanks a million for listening and uh, talk to you next time. Good luck. What'd you think? Did that give you a better sense of what coaching is and how it can help? I got to say, from my perspective, re-listening to this episode, I'm so honored to be able to do this work with people. People really bring me such vulnerable and powerful pieces of themselves. Did you hear how in that conversation that Ian's greatest vulnerability was also his greatest strength? And that's so often the case that we simply we can't see how the things that have hurt us, that the things that have made us vulnerable, the things that have been difficult that we've struggled with are actually the engines of our most powerful presence in the world, our ability to help others, our ability to change the conversation in our society and to help someone see that. I didn't I didn't do any heavy lifting during this conversation. I spoke not that often, not that much. Ian did the work and he came out the other end with a very clear sense. And I've emailed him since that episode was aired. And he says he's he's still completely on track, completely eating like an athlete and Yippee. You know, hope, hopefully, I mean, you know, given given what I know about him and his resolve and, and what the why that makes him cry, all of those um, that uh, he'll he'll be able to keep it up. And, you know, if not, like I don't expect a single coaching conversation to solve everyone's problems. That's why I offer you know a full year of coaching through the laser coaching program, which is unlimited 15 minute increments following an initial 30 minute intake. And because these are muscles that we have to build. It's not like you can go to the gym for a, with a trainer and lift one time and then be strong for the rest of your life. Right. So a lot of the stuff we're doing is muscle building around our habit muscles. And I do want to reiterate, he talked about running for Hank dot com a couple of times. That's a, uh, a charity that he created um, after the, the death of his son to to honor his memory and to help in the world. So if you want to check that out, it's runningforhank.com. So again, I'm on the move. I'm traveling this week. So this is going to be another short outro, not the usual. Um, No running news. I ran eight miles on Saturday and it hurt. My foot hurt, my back hurt. So I'm afraid right now while I'm rehabbing, it's going to be walking, hiking, putting on a backpack with a 20 pound bag of rice and doing all that until such time as it makes sense for me to, to do more than three or four miles at a time. No garden news. We're out of, uh, out of the area for a little bit. Just a quick reminder that the Plant Yourself podcast is free for those who can't afford it and supported by those who can. If you are in the second group and you can afford a dollar a month even, you can find us on patreon.com at Plant Yourself. Just go look for Plant Yourself at Patreon and you can uh, set, sign up to give an ongoing monthly contribution to help the uh, financial stability of the podcast and of my own life as well. And a final reminder, if you're interested in coaching with me, 
You can find out more about my signature one-year laser coaching program, which costs less than you think. It's unlimited 15-minute conversations. You get a recording of every conversation and an email with a bullet list of the homework assignment that we collaboratively agree with for that session. And you can find out more about it at plantyourself.com slash laser, all lowercase L-A-S-E-R. That's it for today. We got another Friday fertilizer coming up at the end of the week. And as always, be well, my friends. All right, time for thanks. Thanks to Will Ridenauer for allowing me to use his beautiful song, Sabali Don, The Dance of Peace. You can find more of Will's music at his website, willridenauer.com. And of course, thanks to all of you Plant Yourself Podcast patrons. Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, Anthony Disson, Brittany Porter, Dominic Maurer, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Good, Amanda Hatherley, Mary Jane Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Mr. Cobb, Rachel Behrens, Christine Nielsen, Tina Sharp, Tina Ahern, Jennifer Lukanowski, David Bizek, The Mysterious, Michelle X, Elspeth Feldman, Leah Stoller, Alan Christensen, Colleen Peck, Michelle Landry, Josina, Sarah Durkis, Rhymes with Circus, Kelly Cameron, Wayne Pedersen, Janet Selby, Janet Selby, Janet Selby, hi Janet, Claire Adams, Tom Franzak, Jeanette Benham, Gillisert, David Donahue, Blair Cyborg, Dorona Vizov, Gio and Carl- Carolyn Argentati, Jody Friesner, Ruth Ann Funderburg, Misha Rosen, Michael Warbeck, the equally mysterious Tracy Z, Aviva Lael, Alicia Lemus, Rebecca Hughes, Val Lenneman, Rhymes with Cinnamon, Nick Harper, Martha Bergner, Susan Ahmad, Nolly Levine, the inscrutable Harry R., Susan Laverty, the Panda Vegan, Craig Kovic, Adam Sharp, Karen Burry, Heather Morgan, Kelly Machia, D.N. Norton, Bonnie Lynch at Plant Happy Oregon, Sabina Kurtzels, Nigel Davies, Marion Blum, Teresa Cobble, Julian Rodkins, Breed O'Connell. Shannon Hirschman, Linda Ayat, Holm Hedegaard, Izatuzinwa, Connie Hainline, Aaron Greer, Alicia Davis, Heather O'Connor, Carolyn Jensen, Sherry Olakoski of Plant Power for Health, Karen Smith, Scott Marani, Karen Joe Crabtree, Tanya Lewis, Kirby Burton, Teresa Carell, Kevin McCauley, Elizabeth Rothschild, Dan Jesse, Cheryl Dwyer, Jenny Hazelton, Valerie Peltier, Peter W. Evans, Colleen Harrison, Justin Divich, Ashra Summermeyer, Dennis Bird, Darby Kelly, Lori Fanny, Linnea Lundquist, Valerie Hummel, Emily Iaconelli, Levy Wallach, Rosalind McAtee, Dan Bacorny, Stephen Lehman, Patty DiMartino, Mike and Donna Karts, Dean Bishop, Bill Brielf, Gunter Schmidt, Marjorie Lewis, Kelly Molden, Trisha Adams, Ian Kramer, Nancy Sheldon, Lindsay Bayshore, Gunmarie Hagen, Tracy Gulledge, Laura Heaton, Meg from Mama Says, Rochelle Kennedy, Diana Goldman, Stacey Stokes, Ben Savage, Michael Kay, Holly Butler, David Hughes, Connie Rogers, Claire England, Sally Robertson, Parham Ganshik, Amy Daly, Brian Tourville, Mark Jeffrey Johnson, Josie Dempsey, Karen Schmidt, Pamela Hayden, Emily Perryman, Olga Sidorowska, Allison Corbett, Richard Stone, Lauren Vaught of Edible Musings, Aaron Hasty, Sean Owen, Sagar Nayak, Erica Piedra, Danielle Roberts, and Michael Lushton for your generous support of the podcast. That's it for now. As always, be well, my friends. <laughs>